Hello, I'm Aidan Gallagher. I'm Peter Reeves. Welcome to API, our integration podcast. The purpose of this podcast is to set the world to rights on various topics in the world of enterprise integration, and it scratches our collective itches as engineers who just want to uh, rant about enterprise IT over a cup of coffee. Or tea. We're going to be talking about something that has affected me in the last, I would say, two weeks quite significantly, which has been attitudes towards clean code. I thought you were going to say Great North Run preparation. No, no, that's affected that's affected me as well. That's affected me in my personal life, affected me in my work life, because as you might know, I'm in the ending throes of handing over a project, but a project that has involved a lot of custom code, and thus requires a good going over, a good once over. Is that JavaScript? It is JavaScript. It's your favourite. It's Node.js. Oh, I mean, what, what else would we write anything in nowadays? Aiden, what is Clean Code? Clean Code? Um, well, it's based on a book by Robert Martin about what makes code easy to read. Um, he talks about this idea called Clean Code, and essentially it's a bunch of principles that, that guide the way that you write code so that it's easy for other people to understand manage, maintain, etc. Did he invent clean code? Like, I don't want to, like, diss him if he did. I I'm, going, I'm going somewhere with this, right? You know, um, you know how electricity was a discovery, not an invention? Someone didn't discover... Someone didn't invent electricity. It was there to be discovered. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, like, Agile... You know how people are like, oh yeah, it was like, what was it, early 2000s, and and someone came along with the Agile Manifesto, but then you have a load of companies that were saying, hang on, we've been doing half of this already, and we've been recognising the benefits. Only half of it, though. That's the problem. You've got to do it all, oh, together. Really? You got to do it all together, haven't you? Right, okay. Um, so no, I think you're right, though. Um, it's not really an invention, or, or I'd say even a discovery. It's about putting... Lots of people's ideas of what's good into a common set of principles. It's a strategy. Yeah. If, if you will. That's been discovered. That's been discovered. Okay, uh, right. That's been... Strategised. Brought together. Okay. By... by Finessed. Finessed, yeah. I can tell you, if you like, what the principles are. Um, tell me what the principles are. Uh, tell me what the principles are, and I'll tell you whether someone else could have invented them. No, tell me what the principles are. Okay. Readability is key. Yes, I agree that's a good principle. Although, I'm saying that these are the principles. These are the principles that... Th- this is my summary of everything that's in the book. This is Clean Code by Aidan Gallagher, <laughs> by... What was he called? Robert, someone or Robert other. Robert Martin. Robert Martin. Poor Robert Martin. This, this is my... This is my headlines from from the book yeah. when I read it, and I think mm-hmm. it's as I said, readability is key. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to leave code cleaner than you found it. Mm-hmm. There should be single purpose functions. Name things for their purpose. Uh, refine, refactor, and be comfortable with review. That's all one. Tests are as important. Tests are as important as your code. It's because uh, 
It's because the guy who did um, test-driven development had input into this as well. Ah, uh, okay. So he managed to wiggle his his bit of uh, his discovery, his invention in there as well, which was ah, fantastic. T- TDD. Mm-hmm. Um, the other principle is comments are a necessary evil. Mm-hmm. And reduce duplication. How many is that? Eight of them. There's eight principles, according to me. According yeah. to them. <laughs> according to Aidan Gallagher, according to um, Robert George R.R. Martin. R. R. Martin. Yeah, Robert Martin. I would say that at least at least three of them, I would say, are axioms. They're like things that you'd think, yeah, well, of course. However, they're also the sort of things that you'd get caught up in, like... Um, you know when you see on the news and they've done some big, like... NHS hospital review by some peer in the House of Lords and it's like, well it turns out this hospital was for people forgetting to wash their hands or some really basic thing like that I feel like at least three of them are like the very basics to the point that I suppose it's necessary to state them and I think you've got big problems if people aren't doing that already however, I think it's nice that they're written almost as like like axioms, like it's it's made explicitly clear that you should be that there should be readability. Readability is key. Uh, what were the other two things I thought were so pretty? They do re- they do go into more detail. They don't just say <laughs> it's not just a book with eight lines in it. <laughs> and here's the book. Readability is key. Oh, <laughs> he's really followed his principles Done. for this book. <laughs> The, the book could not get any cleaner. This this would be the, the like this, uh, just those eight on on individual pages. That would be yeah. like the kids' version. So like when you're getting your three year old into into coding, that's what you'd give them, and then you'd give them progressively harder, um, progressively more detailed books as you go along until they get to the full thing. This would be like the four dummies version of the book, the one that they hand out at like tech conferences. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> But, no, like, readability, for example, um, it talks about keeping functions small. So uh, you need to be able to read the code from top to bottom, left to right. Uh, the code should always fit on the screen, so part of it is you shouldn't have to... You, you shouldn't have to get your mouse and start dragging all over the screen just to be able to read what the code is. You need to be able to read it in seconds. They say you need to ask yourself a question when you're reading code, and that's is, that is, do you need to pause whilst reading that to understand something? Or do you need to go and read the, like the, 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 the? Do you need to go and read the last line again to work out what the heck was yeah. going on? And if you need to read yeah. it twice, then it's not very readable. I thought reduce duplication. I think that that's something that people should be doing already, or at least if you have got loads of duplicate functionality, eventually, I feel like that's one of the things that you will just learn by yourself. Eventually, you'll realise, oh, I'm updating this function twenty times. I should just have one. Uh, I should have one one use of one actual golden copy of it. I think that's a good point though, because that that applies to a lot of these. In that you know what you should be doing, but you probably don't do it every time. So, um, so when I was coding, I I kept typing in um, coordinates in a box, and I'd say, and I'd always say it has to be within these this box within the box, and I'd always check every time again. Is it in that box? Is it in that box? And I 
didn't make a function that said is it in a box I just reapplied the code but different every time um, but essentially it was duplication and because it was just easier than creating the it wasn't easier than creating the function it felt easier because I was just developing stuff as I thought of it and I thought ah oh, yeah and I could check in that box if there's anything in that box yeah I'll do this yeah mm-hmm. so I, I think with all of these it's like well that's really obvious well, yeah it is obvious I think it's also, I think you need to have a code base of a critical mass to appreciate them. Uh, and I cast my mind back to, um, I think I was telling you just before this, that um, I've been on lots of different projects, but this has been one of my first projects where it has been primarily focused around, uh, I don't want to say around a programming language, it's not been centred around a middleware product and configuring a middleware product. It's been primarily around writing everything from scratch in code. So there's been a large amount of custom code. Whereas before, or in previous projects, of course, of course we've grown massive, gnarly code bases over time. Um, but I would say that the, the actual rate, the rate at which things have like, uh, kind of bubbled over as has not been has not been as great as I've experienced on this project where we've had to say um, I've been on from the ground up exactly yeah and I've had I've been working on on a large team I can see why just having these axioms principles stated out can be incredibly beneficial good because <laughs> they're good. here now and you best use them uh, it's also getting used to practicing them um, mm. or practicing to do them and it's the way you talk about the uh, previous code bases you've seen, which were already monsters. Um, yeah. I think that ties in well with the refine, refactor, and be comfortable with review. So mm. I always think of uh, so the five stages of grief or the seven stages of grief. There's five stages. I swear there's five stages of grief, and your grief is just so bad that you have another two stages. <laughs> to add two stages, because it yeah. was that awful. You, you add in you add in refine and refactor in your grief, it's like anger, denial, refine, refactor, bargaining, <laughs> acceptance. Whenever people send me feedback or review my code, they'll put loads of comments in, and the first thing I think is, no, no, they're wrong, no, they're wrong. So I, I'm denying that there's anything wrong with the problem. Then mm-hmm. I then I then I get angry. I'm like, well, what do they know anyway? Oh, they've only been doing it for thirty years. Who do they think they are? <laughs> and it's depression. Oh God. Um, oh no, they're right. You're right. It's you're right. I'm I'm rubbish. I should never have even started. What what am I doing here? And then it's oh, actually, I I can tweak this bit like this. Tweak that bit like that. Okay, yep. Yeah, um, all and then eventually all of the reviews. You're like, yeah, okay, fine. That all makes sense. Mm. But I feel like every time that somebody reviews your code, you must you sort of go through these five stages. And I think all that happens when you've the more people review your code, the more you review other people's code. I, yeah, I feel like those five stages just happen quicker. Yeah, it's partially because I think it becomes just a much more run of the mill activity. Like I think. Like the first time you work with anyone new, the first time that you ever that you work with a new colleague, and you think, "Well, yeah, I want to." It's just like a social thing. I want to prove myself. I want to. I want to come across as someone who's competent and not like a total numpty who's been blagging his way all this time. 
like I so so when they criticize you for even the most like minor trivial thing you kind of take it quite personally yeah. and and you and and, you, and no one enjoys that feeling so i think it's just um except for sadists except for sadists they enjoy I mean, masochists masochists is it masochists not sadists masochists are the ones that enjoy pain it's the sadists yeah. that enjoy giving pain you could be the sadist if you enjoyed reviewing other people's code and and just being incredibly disparaging. Just spend my time on public GitHub repositories, sending pull requests. <laughs> Not even pull requests, just creating issues saying this is really bad. You could have done better, yeah. Implement clean code, just just, just those, <laughs> those three as the, as the name of the issue. Have you, have you tried clean code? <laughs> just tweet, if they have a Twitter handle in their GitHub profile, just tweet it directly at them. Have you tried clean code? Link to your repository. <laughs> but that is a good point. If like I know we wouldn't ever go in. It's like, why shouldn't we? If it's not meant in a personal attacking way, we should all be comfortable going onto any source code, any repository, and just going. Actually, this this could improve. This could be this could be more performant. This could be um, easier to read. This could be supported better. If these mm-hmm. changes were made, in fact, in the book, um, they pick out a random bit of open source code and just rip it to shreds. <laughs> rip it to shreds. They they take it apart. It's rubbish. I'd have changed everything about this. Ugh. <laughs> but it's all in good faith. I think that's yeah, exactly, because they want it to be better. They want to give back to the open source community. I think it's mostly about uh, developer culture. The fact that if you can normal that there are some things that, like, just as one-offs, everyone hates... So you've kind of got to you've got to make it part of like your your team culture. Things like doing documentation, doing tests, writing decent code, understanding that understanding that you can't be a ten times developer. How many times in your career have you say would you say that you've had code reviews? Code reviews, mm, less so code reviews. And that's partially because in our job role, we come in as product experts. And I feel, like, I feel like there's a understand, not an understanding, there's a belief that everything we do is sort of gold-plated or uh, I, I, all, I get the impression that what we're doing is sort of a verified standard. I think I've probably had my code reviewed... Less than ten times, but I but I can think of I've done many I've had to do many code reviews, and unfortunately they've not been run of the mill. Like every night, every day, just check something for someone commits. It's normally been really quite sadly, and probably again not very good for developer culture. It's normally been before someone's about to be about to be thrown off a project for being incompetent. It's been like right some management's had enough of this guy and they've been like, right, Peter, I want you to actually honestly review his work and tell me whether it's been good or not. If this- so I would say I've had a bit of a warped experience of doing code reviews because I've only ever done them in the most negative fashion. <laughs> I think you should... I think you should go out into a public GitHub 
some open source <laughs> very nicely, very honestly, offer some nice, friendly reviews. My, I don't think that I've got. I'm the. I'd be a bit a good enough expert to do that. Unless it was in unless it was in one of the products that I've been working with as part of my career, I would say my I would say that I was like a novice uh, at like like programming language that I've that I've not worked on. You still have acceptable input, no matter what level of skill you have, because I can always provide a fresh pair of eyes. I can always provide the four eyes check. Like you might not be able to say this is the most performant way of writing that function, but what you can say is, actually, I can see you're doing this piece of functionality several tra- times. That would, that would be quite good as a function. Or you've called this um, add to database, and it doesn't really... I don't really know what you're adding to the database in that instance. Or you say, oh, my God, you've, you've written a comment, and all comments are evil. I think I was talking to you about this offline um, I've I've recently really really gotten into JS doc and Java doc syntax, which I think is something that I thought I'm. It's like it's filled. It's like the it's like a black hole. I knew that there was. I knew I couldn't see anything there, but I knew that there must be something there to fill that functionality, and I knew that other people must have craved it too. But um, no, I only got into it after. Um, after I started watching um, programmers, uh, programming streamers on Twitch, and I noticed that they all do it, <laughs> I noticed that they all um, they, they all write little um, JS doc and Java doc. Uh, JS doc and, over Markdown. Well, what I've seen to be the killer feature of of these sort of things is that if you have a sufficiently fancy IDE or text editor. Um, you know when you I'm, I'm not sure if, if there's a name for this feature you know autocomplete I think in VS Code it's called IntelliSense and basically like if you half type in like I don't know um, yeah it gives you all the options it starts yeah but you, you type in like I don't know think of a function like array.length yeah. and you type in array.len and then it'll, and it'll give you a little box underneath your cursor that say array.length takes in these parameters, spits out this, it does this, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Um, if you use... You can you can create that for your own functions so that you can make Aiden's calls for Aiden's call function. And you can you can put like a like a Java doc syntax, a JS doc syntax comment block above your function. Uh, and you can define the parameters, you can put a little description of what it does, you can say what the parameters are going to be. And then... When you're when you're trying to invoke Aiden's call function, you'll get that you'll get that as part of the uh, syntax highlighting as part of the autocomplete. But and I think that's really really cool. That is cool. It is cool. But that's not comments, is it? That's that's documentation. Ooh, I would say okay. Is a what is the difference between a comment and a piece of inline documentation? Documentation provides um, useful information about the program outside of the code base, whereas comments are used in the code base to um, guide the 
reader, whether that's a developer, tester, or reviewer, um, along. Are you going to say that documentation is for users, people that want to use the program, and comments are for contributors and developers, those that want to maintain the program? Yes. Yeah, it's like front of house and back of house. Yeah. It's kind of how I see it, yeah. Much better than I said. <laughs> yeah. I think I nicked that from a uh, I think I nicked that from a conference. Well I from a conference talk. I thought I read somewhere about Java docs not really being useful in the sense of clean code. So in clean code Java docs are a no no. But I don't think that's necessarily true. I think it's using Java docs as commentary for your as code comments is a no-no, not so much documenting your code is a no-no. The idea is that your code should be self-documenting because it's readable. Um, the idea is that you've, you've, you've broken down any particularly gnarly bits of code down into small, simple, bite-sized functions where all you need to know about the function is its name and its interface and you can probably you can work out what it's doing 99 yeah, well, time. even further than that, it's, you're not even working it out. You just know what, what it's doing because um, you just know what it's doing because it's readable. It makes sense. The names yeah. make sense. The function names make sense. I like playing good good comment, bad comment. It's like good cop, bad cop. Something like, um, we're never going to implement this function. <laughs> <laughs> and then the function commented out. That's a no-no. Is that a good comment or bad comment? I think that's if, if if that was in a code repository, that's a no no because that's like that's like scratchpad stuff that someone's left in. If someone left in an entirely commented out block of code with a comment saying we're not going to implement this, that sounds like someone having a having. That's the, the sort of sass that I'd expect <laughs> on a GitHub issue, not in the actual code base. I'm I'm more accepting of comments. I think that. I've never not appreciated a comment. You've never not appreciated a comment. That can't be re- that can't be true. I just commented out code generally. Is that a no no or a or a yes yes? Good good comment, bad comment. Oh, you see, I quite I, I like all comments. I'm not the person to talk to about this. I think a comment in context is great. I'm, well, I've slowly become. Um, a comment hater. I've gone full swing, and now I think the only time you can really acceptably use a comment is if you, if it's impossible to keep a function clean, i.e., it's going to readable. If the function is going to go on for a hundred lines, and there's absolutely no way of avoiding that, and you've got an array and you're a bit confused about what the array has in it, maybe you can add yourself mm-hmm. a little pointer halfway down the, halfway down the um, function. So it's just a reference point. Um, yeah, it's just a reference point. Yeah, I think that, uh, that's appropriate. Like I say, you've got to be able to set the tone for you. You've got to be able to set the yeah. tone for whoever's reading your code. But also to-do um, lists, that's okay, that's, that's acceptable. I don't get how you can enjoy to-do lists. I think there are so many nice services and offerings for for task tracking in modern software development teams. I'm not totally sure that to-dos 
But oh. sometimes you have a fan, like, you'll think, this is working, this bit of code is currently working, but I know for a fact that I could do it better. Uh, yeah, why don't you just create an issue? Do you know what? You might have persuaded me. Right here, live. You've, yeah. You've persuaded me against it. So what have you taken from uh, what have you taken from this conversation so far? What what makes code clean? I think what I've taken from it most is the aspect of the fact that clean code is more is beneficial for your team. Uh, it's for it's that I think it has to be part of like team culture development development culture. Um, because if you write clean code, that means that other people in your team can benefit from it and can work on it. And so it's more of a force multiplier for others. And that's what I think is very beneficial. And of course, if it's easy, if, if code is easy to read, if code is easy to use, then that means, yeah, it's much, it's much better for people to work on. And it means that there's less, um, I don't know how you describe it, support overhead I don't need to explain my code to you. I don't need to take 10 minutes out of my day to explain my code to you. You you, you can get a pretty good grasp on it just by looking at the latest by reading commit. It, yeah. yeah. I do think it's a bit of a... It's a habit. I think it ends up being clean code is just something that you are habitually doing. Mm. Once you've got yourself into the point where you're saying, actually, I'm gonna keep, I've got to keep doing it. Oh, no, I'm not going to do it that way. I'm not going to name it that. I'm going to give it a better name. Like, mm. um, uh, add Peter do, to conversation. Do stuff. Like, that. that's better. Do stuff, yeah, yeah. That's better than add user, for example, because it's, it's explicit and it's specific to you rather than just add any, mm. add any old person. Um, and I think just once you get into that habit, once you start thinking in that mindset, you know what you've got to do, um... Uh, it's still quite hard. Um, so I've started using test-driven development in some of my personal projects. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I found myself recently going, oh, I've, got, I've given myself this random deadline. And I've given myself this deadline, and actually I'm not going to be able to um, do it by the end of this deadline if I implement precisely the test-driven development procedures that I've that I've said I have to go through and I don't know if that's because you want to you want to fail your own self-imposed quality gate on on a one-man personal project a one-man personal project I have failed myself it's it's unbelievable you, you're gonna you're gonna miss a payment milestone <laughs> I'd be curious to. I feel. I think like. I think the test-driven development is the next thing that I really need to kind of sort of dig into because I. Th- I feel like I can do it from an integration test point of view. Like I can. I can. If, especially if I'm. If I'm building something. If I'm building an interface, then it comes so naturally because I would actually document the interface first, build the test, and then build it. But for something like a module, if I was if I was writing a node module. I think I'd want to just kind of get on with start it. from. I'd, I'd want to get on with it, start from scratch, and I'll build individual unit tests for my individual functions as I go. So I'm not sure. Maybe, 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 uh, maybe I could. Maybe I need to have another stab at like a full test-driven development. 
type. It follows a similar thing, which is reduce duplication, make sure that you know what you're doing ahead of, <laughs> ahead of time. So how are we going to conclude? How do you get others into clean code? And I think you have to lead by example, probably, which is incredibly difficult. You've kind of got to passively, you've got to passively demonstrate that by yourself following these practices, making other people's lives easier. Again, I could go on a whole rant about 10 times developers here because I hate the concept. You can't, you cannot have a 10 times developer, but you yourself can make the rest of your team two or three times developers which is a greater increase Especially, in magnitude. Yeah, because you're make, it's exponential, because you're making multiple people exactly. several times better. Exactly. That's how, that's how you get the 10 times developer impact. So how you can get others into clean code, I think you have to lead by example. You've got to, you've got to do it in your own, do it in your own work, do it in your own personal projects, talk about it, sort of thing that we're doing i'm not sure about i don't know maybe it's just, maybe it's like me just being shy but i don't think i'd ever want to butt into someone's i, do, I would never butt into a github profile into a github repository like a public repository and say oh i've just changed it around a bit but don't refactor. that's that's the thing so i if i i could ask you knowing that i want to write clean code say these are the principles that i want to I want to live by in my code. Could you could you give an honest review of my code? And that sort of inst- instantiate that starts it, doesn't it? It's, it's be, you being comfortable means that other people might be comfortable asking you in the future, which means that yeah, you, you end up doing it, end up reviewing each other's code. Mm. Which is, okay. I think that's where the benefit comes from. You need to actually jump in both feet and say, yeah. I'm going to let somebody trash my work in a nice, <laughs> in a nice positive way, and then I'm going to get used to getting these. I'm going to get used to getting my work fed back on. I think it's reviews are good because they're establishing that people want to make your work better. Yeah, I would agree. Lovely. That's all for this week. Thank you for listening. Bye bye. Goodbye.